All right, all right, all right. You know, it's funny, bro. Recently, um, it was a couple of people's birthdays. Um, what was that February the twenty third? Yeah, twenty third. Uh, we had we had Jamal Murray. Yup. We have Andrew Wiggins. We had D'Angelo Russell. All uh, all all. Uh, oh, Jamal, shout out to Jamal, but um, I was getting ready to say all all stars, but yeah, um, it's a crazy birthday, great trio. Um, just kind of want to you know send them all birthday love all at the same time. Um, so happy happy birthday to those guys. Um, shout out to our friends up north. Shout out to uh, you know, couple, uh, Andrew, couple Canada, Canada, yeah, Canada guys. Can it, can it, yeah, uh, <laughs> we got Andrew, um, as well as Jamal. Um, shout out to D'Lo, former Laker, um, former Net, um, doing Crazy. his thing with the Timberwolves, everything one like of, that. One of the most underrated players in the in the world too, D'Angelo Russell. It's crazy because like lottery pick leads a team to the playoffs then he gets traded to the Golden State Warriors and then it's just kind of like people stock was very low on him after that situation because it was like a one-year rental and he's then he gets to Minnesota he was hurt and then like this year he's been very very like legit like passing shooting like he's he's tough he's tough a lot of people don't talk about we don't real people don't give him enough love and credit when we talk about like the 25 and under but he's he's tough he's special Lefty way. Shout out to all my lefties, man. Um, you know, making it do what it do. But it's so funny um, hearing D-Lo made me think of the Timberwolves. And thinking of the Timberwolves, it made me think of Carl Anthony Towns, which ultimately made me think of a tweet and made me think of a statement that a lot of people um, may run with and like to talk about is, do you believe that Carl Anthony Towns is the best shooting big of all time? Uh, I mean, if you want to play the position games, he said he's like the best shooting big man for like a center position. That's just, that's what he plays. But really, he's a stretch big. So you have to ask yourself, like, all right, stretch bigs in the league. You got Cat, you got Kevin Love, you got Christos Porzingis, and then you start looking at the all time. You got Dirk Nowitzki. So that's where it comes down to, like, is Cat a better three point shooter than Dirk Nowitzki? And the crazy thing about that is, it's like Dirk got busy at the second level on the ba- on basketball court. Like he probably had a better midi than three, but we know that when he had the ball at the top of the key or at the three point line, it was all net cash. So I don't know. It's a hard. It's it's very hard. I really can't. I don't know what you think. But see, I really, but see, but see. All right. So see, here here's my biggest thing too. Right? Is if we're gonna ask a question. I mean, you know me. I like to really pay attention to the actual question. Right? So if someone were to ask if Cat is the greatest three-point shooting big versus if Cat is the best three-point shooting center are two different things, right? Because I would consider, obviously, a Dirk a, a big, you know, you're seven feet tall. Um, but I wouldn't consider Dirk a center, right? So yeah. is Carl Anthony Towns the greatest three-point center? That's a, that would be a fact. So, that's yeah, so it's, it's kind of like, it's, right. but like you said, it's like he's a, he's a stretch big. He's a stretch four, really. Like, you know, like really he's a, a stretch big, like, Play the four or five, like they can both. Like Kevin Love was playing a five sometimes with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, yeah, so. but I wouldn't put him. I mean, a lot of guys can obviously play in more than one position. And I know, you know, we had Rashad Phillips on here, and and a lot of people, you know, break down the the game that we're in now. It's not just a traditional one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, yeah. But you know, just for the sake of conversation, you feel me? If we have to label guys, okay, he's a center. Okay, he's a small four. I would say that Cat is a center and okay. Dirk is a four. Okay, you know but, what I'm saying? So, Especially yeah, when the, Dirk the, won those championships. The question is, is he the, the greatest shooting big man of all so, time? All right, all right, huh? So, all right. <laughs> so, right, 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 right. And, 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 I'm, and I'm glad you repeat it. So, is Carl Anthony Towns the greatest three-point shooting center of all time? Absolutely. And I want to make sure people understand that there's a difference between a center and a big. I know folks obviously going to bring up Dirk. We're just talking about the positions. For, right, yeah. right. If we're just talking about position-wise, to me, it's not even a question. Now, if you want to sit here and, and say whether him or Dirk, all right, cool. But if we're, if we're saying center, like, let's, let's really talk about it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, um, but big? No. So no for me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I would say no. It's still Dirk. Um, yeah, I, I, so I mean, no. obviously, you know, with Cat, you know, winning a three-point contest, that's, you know, that's fine. Um, but, like, yeah. that's just a competition, right? That, that's just a shootout. That's just, all right. Yeah. Which guy is going to catch fire the quickest in terms of, of, of a three-point contest? But Dirk, and not to say that, you know, Cat isn't consistent with his three-point shot, but Dirk was really, really like that. Like, it was a part of, like, 
his overall game. Like Cat, you know, he has his fair share of posters. He, he even he even can get you know busy at the second level of, of the basketball court and dribbling a little bit. But Dirk's like main thing was just letting it fly. Like Dirk's main thing, even if you want to sit here and say, okay, he shot middies and tough fades and all that. He was still letting it fly from behind the arc. Yeah, so, I think I think I'm people, gonna go with Dirk. I think people confuse like Dirk Nowitzki as like, don't get it twisted. Like he was a great shooter, but Dirk was really just a great basketball player. Like he was not one of these like guys. Like there's so much focus with analytic ball and space out the floor and like get threes, get layups, and all that nonsense. It's just kind of like that's why the usage rate is just very high for some of these guys when they're taking these shots. So that helps. But Dirk Nowitzki during his time, he was a player that just really took what the defense gave him. So if it was a, it was a Mid-range shot, he's taking that. If it's a three-point shot, he's taking that. If it's a pump fake, drive, get to the rim, dunking, he's taking that. So that's what I'm saying. It's a, the game has changed so much. So I, I got to give the edge to Dirk Nowitzki because, like I said, shooting the ball is not just the three-point shot as well. It's what you do in the second zone of basketball course, what you do the third. It's even what you do if you can extend it all the way out to the fourth if you're good enough. So it's just kind of like overall shooting to the overall package. Like we're just talking about shooting in general. I got to give the edge to Dirk Nowitzki. Dirk Nowitzki well, is right, cool. well, well, see, okay, oh, and again, that's what that's nothing too. So, what? All right, what question did you just answer? And that's not even like a a, a sarcastic rhetorical response. But I wanted to make sure that I address it. So, like, you're saying that Dirk is the greatest shooting big of all time, right? Yeah, easy. Okay. No, and I say that because there's a difference between whether we're saying he's the greatest shooter or greatest yeah. three point shooter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, if we're saying shooting, that means we're also including the fade. If that's the case, it damn sure is Dirk. I thought yeah. if we were just talking about three-pointer, okay, no. maybe some people might believe it's Cat. But if we're just saying shooting, it's not even no. like it's, 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 not. <laughs> it's not even a debate. It's now, I'll entertain the three-point-one just because obviously the yeah. times I were in, Cat's fresh off winning it. You know how retired players get viewed sometimes. People tend to forget, um, you know, the heat of the moment, Cat just won, all that. Cool, yeah. three-point, whatever. But if we're just talking about straight up like letting it fly from anywhere, yeah, we might want to slow down. Yeah. Especially when you talk about being able to catch and shoot. Especially when you talk about being able to put the ball on the floor. Especially when you factor in three-point shooting, all that. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I get it. I'm sorry, Timberwolves fans. Um, you'll be all right. But, I mean, it's still Dirk. I mean, this is still a Hall of Fame player that we're talking about. This is still a champion that we're talking about. Um, and obviously, when it comes to just straight-up shooting, we don't have to necessarily compare resumes. Don't get me wrong. But, like, yeah. a large part of why... He's a Hall of Famer and a champion is because he was a great shooter. Yeah. It wasn't he wasn't averaging 15 boards a game. You feel me? He wasn't, you know what I'm saying, getting you four blocks a night. It was it was his ability to score the basketball and shoot. So yeah. um yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with Dirk if, if if that's the case and that's the angle we're working with. Yeah, so, so that's 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 what I'm saying. It's just like I don't even know if like if sometimes people get confused because people confuse the fact of like great shooter. In scoring, you know what I'm saying? Like, people talk about, like, Stephen Curry. Like, Stephen Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, but he's also one of the, he's one of the best scorers ever. You know what I'm saying? And that's, and that's why I think the difference with Cat and the difference with, like, Dirk Nowitzki. Like, shooting, like, all right, catch and shoot and stuff like that. Cat is more of a specialist when it comes to that. But, like, Dirk is a straight-up, like, he's one of the greatest shooters of all time, but he's a straight-up scorer. Like, any spot on the basketball court, break you down, isolation, like, it's it was he was a three level he was a three level savant like Dirk was special like it's the reason why he's I think what is he six all time on the all time scoring list and a lot of people don't even know that or talk about that like he he was a problem he was a bucket and you're talking about a guy that's you know played with the same team you know what I'm saying um at, well both of them actually I mean obviously Cat is younger but this idea you got two bigs that can shoot the ball um in in a market where you know they may not receive as much attention as, as certain other cities. Um, but I mean, hey, it's, it's always good to kind of have those um, discussions, I will I'll, yeah, I'll say. They're cute. Um, but, they're cute. Yeah, they're yeah cute. I must say, but they're cute. It, 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 it's also a m- reminder of how people may let the past just <laughs> jump to, you know, <laughs> jump to the like, yeah. it's, like, it's like guys, guys retire three, been out the league, you know, three, four years, people start forgetting. Uh, Dwayne Wade's another guy. Like people, you know, all time lists and stuff like that. Like they have these lists every year and it's like Dwayne Wade keep getting lower and lower. I'm just like, what's, what's, what's really happening here? Even Dirk Nowitzki. So it's just kind of like, it's cool. It's cute. You know, these conversations, stuff like that. When we talk about certain, you know, guys attributes, but we can't forget like, yo, it's really levels to this because like Dirk Nowitzki was the best player on the championship team 
and as a big man, which is like, you know, I'm not gonna say it's rare because it's just like the game kind of evolved over time, especially from the '90s to the 2000s. But it's just like it was still where we were starting to get into that wing dominant, you know, that wing dominant league where wings were the best players on championship caliber teams and stuff like that. Dirk was a big man <laughs> on, you know, a. There was a big man. He won a championship. So it's just kind of like, yeah. I'm, let's, I'm, I mean, let's, let's yeah. pump the brakes. Like I can't sit up and say like, I love Cat, but like I can't sit up and say that. the the question before the season was, can he be the best player on a playoff team? So it's just like it's really we talk about Dirk, who's the best player for multiple years on a playoff team, and then like was the best player on a championship team. So it's like, well, well yeah. I mean, I, I don't even want to slide. Yeah, I'm just into saying it's level. The, I'm just saying it's level. Yeah, so. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't want to slide into the Dirk versus Cat debate because then no, that no. will just be an unfair race. But yeah. but I mean, we talking about resumes, but shooting wise. There, there, there's some debate because I mean, I mean, I feel personally, Dirk's championship run, like, you talk about the teams and players that he had to face. That's part of the reason why I think he should be somewhat high in in the top seventy five list. And um, you know, we think about guys that didn't make it versus players that that have made it. Um, it's a little embarrassing, I would say, even as a you know just a person who watches the game is. Yeah, there's a lot of you we know, can get. Let's get into this because there's a lot of guys that made the the made the top seventy five list that people tend to forget and people tend to like just you know when you compare certain players, people just think it's like it's a automatic you know like the whole like Steve Nash situation, Tony Parker. It's one from one of my friends out here thinks that like Steve Nash was so much better than Tony Parker, and I'm just here to tell you that's that's cap. It's that's. That's, that's well, I don't know cap. which friend you're talking about, but I want you to um, <laughs> tell them I'm on the same page with them. Shout out to whoever this friend is. Um, <laughs> there are levels, and I love TP. Shout out to TP, that, it's, champion, finals MVP. Um, I won't go to say that he's underrated because I think he does get, you know, it, you can't be, I don't know what the opposite of a media darling is, but you can't be that while being a San Antonio Spur. Like, all San Antonio <laughs> Spurs are loved. Like, we're not about, to, I'm not letting you, you know what I'm saying, get crazy oh, with that. Man, I'm not getting crazy you know, with that, but I, I, will, but, I will say, like, it's, it's, it's it's clo- it's closer than you think. I think people no, tend to people <laughs> you get I think people get caught up in the, the the Steve Nash on the regular season tour and what he did in the regular season and stuff like that. But like in the playoffs, Tony Parker was better than almost Steve Nash almost every playoff that he's been in. Tony Parker used to turn into the best point guard in the world during the playoffs. Like it may not sound pretty because Steve Nash because Tony Parker wasn't like flashy and stuff like that, like a Steve Nash or like maybe a Jason Kidd, but like. He used to get busy when it mattered the most. I think people tend to forget that. Like all this stuff is cute in a regular season. That's what people talk about James Harden. James Harden is one of my favorite players of all time. People talk about James Harden, 36 points average in the regular season, going like, you know, 60, 60 point triple double in the garden. Like, you know, it, it wasn't a triple double. I think that was a Houston. But yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't was was at the garden, but he did have a big performance yeah, at the garden. Yeah, the garden like every I, think, other I think he had a 60 point. I think he had a 60 point performance, but 60 point triple double in Houston. Like, yo, like, that's what I'm saying. Regular season, but like the playoffs, like that's when things matter the most. That's when like you really become a legend. Like Tony Parker, the regular season numbers really wasn't that great compared to like other high level point guards. But in the playoffs, when it matters the most, he was always looking like the best point guard in the world, man. But and it's not just it's not just me that think that. Like Charles Barkley, like it's guys that's talked about it. Several, several times on several occasions. It's the reason why LeBron James was guarding Tony Parker in the finals, man. Like, let's let's talk about it. But okay, again, if 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 you want to make this a segment where we talk about how cold Tony Parker was, I'm all for it. No, right? I want to like, make I this am, a segment where you come saying that it's not even close with Steve Nash and Tony Parker, no, which, that, is, right, which, which well, is nonsense. Lions are going to be drawn right there. Lions are going to be drawn right there. It's I, I am. I used to hate what you know TP used to do to the Lakers and stuff. Hell, Steve I, Nash too. But I, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, he was better than Steve Nash. And to your point, too, just real quick about the James Harden and, and playoff success. Sometimes it matters who you end up facing in the playoffs, right? Like sometimes a, a, a huge factor in all this is your opponent. And, you know, if a team is better than you, a team is better than you. Especially when I don't view you as like a Cole or LeBron or KD. Those guys I don't really give a damn <laughs> who you're playing against because I have such high expectations for you. But for some players, it's like, okay, I, I get why you lost the series. It makes sense. Yeah. You, know, you probably shouldn't have, you know, have fold, but I get it. 
You feel me? You yeah. ran to the Warriors or you ran to Kobe and Shaq. Yeah. Shit happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tony, I love TP, bro, but I, I just think there's levels. Now, how's so it, that's the case, right? How's, bro, it, how's, it, so, how's it so much levels when, when, right. when, you, when you look based on like Tony Parker's best statistical regular season was better than Steve Nash's MVP year? Like, what are we doing okay, here? Okay, what are we saying here? Like, yeah, okay, like, cool. And okay, head, cool. To head, head to head matchups, because we know back then head to head actually mattered back then because it wasn't no like cross matchups. Like, head to head, it's just like Tony Parker was giving Steve Nash that work as well. So it's just like, let's I mean, let's Steve really, Nash wasn't Gary Payton. I don't know if he was putting him to lock players no, down. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that, but head to head does matter, like what you do and gets at your opponent. So I don't think Very it's true. like as crazy as people want to pretend. Like, Steve Nash was a dog, man. Like, let's. I mean, Steve Nash was a dog, but Tony Parker was a dog as well, bro. Like, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so fine. You you want to keep using the name Steve Nash? So my thing is, right when we talk about the top point guards of all time, right? Yeah. There's two guys who, right, tiers levels. They're, we're not even gonna waste our time. Seth Curry, Magic Johnson. Yep. Bam. They're over there somewhere, and everyone else is whatever. So now we have names like Chris Paul. We got names like Isaiah Thomas. We got names like Russell Westbrook. Um. I won't say, say D-Rose just yet because of injury. Obviously, we know what he, he was doing in his peak, but out of respect for these other guys when we talk about longevity. So um, we got Steve Nash, Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, John Stockton. So where does Tony Parker fit into all that? Because you keep saying Steve Nash, but let me tell you something. Steve Nash and Jason Kidd ain't that, you know what I'm saying, ain't like miles away from each other. So are, is Tony Parker ahead of Jason Kidd? He's in, he's, Tony, Tony Parker, Jason Kidd, and, and Steve Nash are all in the same category to me. Like it's okay, just, cool. It's, 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 they're in the same category. Is, is Tony Parker ahead of Jason Kidd? Is Tony Parker ahead of Jason Kidd? I mean, it depends on what you value. It hey, depends I'm, not, on, I'm, it depends, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. I mean, I had to look at all three guys and really break things down to a T. But all I'm saying is it's like it's closer than people want to try to pretend. Like it's not a big gap between Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, and Tony Parker. That's not the case. It's more like Steve Nash, Tony Parker, and Jason Kidd are all in the same circle. It's just like a pick me. Close your eyes. Which one do I want to pick? Okay, pull. Whoever I get, I'm rolling with. That's how it is, bro. That's how it is, bro. No, I feel that way. That's, that's similar is, to my uh, that's similar to my uh, best player. Yeah. In the world, like who's at the table? Close yeah. your eyes. You pick who's. At, that's not the case. If I if there's a table with Steve Nash, Tony Parker, and Jason Kidd. Damn it, I'm going to open my eyes and pick one of the Jason Kidd or Steve Nash. It's not, it ain't going to be a, okay, and I love TP. Like I said, I don't know, champion. Man. I mean, what he did with San Antonio is something that should be appreciated and respected. But again, as we say, there are levels. Yeah, there are. He's, and he's Those other two to, guys. It's not a, what? oh, no, 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 Yeah, you disrespectful, yo. You disrespectful, yo. Those two other guys. Tony, like I, I said, Tony, you, people talk about, like I said, regular season. Steve Nash was always better than Tony Parker in most regular seasons. But like I said, Steve Nash's MVP season, Tony Parker had a better regular season. Like I, he was like 22 points or something. And then you look at the playoffs. Tony Parker had a better playoffs one year in 2009, or I think he won. Did he win the – when did he win the – I don't know, 2009. Finals MVP? I don't know when he won the finals MVP, but I know well, 2000 uh, – uh, 07 when he played uh, those uh, – <laughs> the, the, the – uh, that's fine, uh, but in two thousand, uh, that, that's fine. But in two thousand, in two thousand nine, he averaged like twenty eight points per game, bro. Like seven assists. Like people forget how cold he was yeah, in the playoffs. Sure. In the playoffs. In the playoffs, bro. I'm not talking about the regular. In the playoffs, like it's it's serious, bro. No, I hear you. I'm just making sure we got the the, the right date. When did TP win Finals MVP? The two thousand seven. Um, against those Cavs teams, which let me tell you something. That's fine. <laughs> And he was better that than the team. <laughs> and for a, for, for a guy, and for, they were they were young. It was it was trash, but still, he still has a Finals MVP to his name. And for for a person that loves defense, loves talking about all oh, everybody got to play defense. Steve Nash damn sure wasn't playing no defense compared to what I Tony Parker that. was doing. So well, first of all, okay, all right. So see, that's where you're going to get your own argument. You sit here and talk about one on one, saying that Tony Parker got the no, best of him and he I'm cooked just, him, no, no, but then saying, saying Steve Nash wasn't a great defender. Uh. No, yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying Tony Parker played both sides of the ball as well. I know you value that. That doesn't really. Jason Kidd played both uh, sides of the ball as well. Like, listen, if you if you were to convince me on Tony Parker, it don't got to be a defense thing. You already nah, know I'm where just, I really, really stand. It's he won. That's where he. Yeah, he, he that's won. where your argument should lie. He won. He won, but also, like I said, it's it's skill to skill. You give the edge to Steve Nash, 
and probably Jason Kidd, skill to skill. But like Tony Parker was very skilled, also probably a top five. When we talk about speed, north to south basketball court, like he was very, very legit in that aspect as well. Like during his time, like top five yeah. quickest guard in the league during his time where he played. It's just like I don't know, bro. I think it's I think it's, it makes people uncomfortable because people love Steve Nash. They see the highlights and stuff like that. See what he did with the San Antonio Spurs, but you know, I mean, with the Phoenix Suns, but like. He had a team of his own. Like, people love to talk about, like, oh, like, Tony Parker had, Manu Ginobili had Tim Duncan, but, like, Steve Nash, when they went up against each other, he had a squad of his own. Like, Sean Murray and Joe Johnson, like, those guys weren't, like, <laughs> they weren't, like, LeBron James was Cleveland Cavaliers team. So it's just, like, yo, like, when you really compare the two and what they were doing, the head-to-head matchups, and also, like, look at their best regular season, their best postseason. Other than shooting the ball and handling the ball, it's just, like, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, Steve Nash is definitely one of the greatest shooters of all time, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. and, and, it, and it's crazy to think, yeah, when I mean, it's crazy to think that, you know, he's probably best known for his assists and stuff like that. But, you know, he had the clip. Um, and also, too, in talking about Tony Parker, I think what's, what's crazy about him is his ability to finish around the rim, like in the paint, and not even just being small, but not yeah. having a great amount of athleticism. Talk about it. Right. Like, even with Kyrie. The, the him being crafty and just creative we're just like oh my god like it's art I mean, yeah he's, he's, he's you know what i'm saying he's really athletic. like you, you talk about uh d rose and, and russ there's strength there's athleticism but with tony it's like yo he wasn't either either of those three players yeah. Yeah. right like even if you were to argue the craft and stuff it it wasn't like Kyrie. no no <laughs> right it wasn't like hey you feel me like i'm no but was, still he managed to get a bunch of points in the paint and around the rim at that size and without that uh, a wild amount of athleticism or strength. You used, um, the, you used to lead the lead multiple times as a guard doing that. So that's it's just crazy. Like, that's guard, crazy. Doing that, and like you said, not being the most crafty player around the rim or having like the explosiveness of athleticism. When we talk about layup packages, like a, a Steve Nash or like a Kyrie Irving or even Derrick Rose, even Russell Westbrook for us, like pure athleticism. Mm-hmm. Steve Nash was like. I mean, Tony Parker was very, very, like, you know, cold at getting to the rim, but it's just kind of like he always used to operate on angles. And also, like, he didn't have, like, the, the he had a handle, but it was just, like, everything he did was so simple. You know what I'm saying? It was just, like, angles, simple crossover, and also hesitation. And then he had the greatest floor, floater a guard has ever had in the history of the game. So it's just kind of like those three things just goes to show you like he kind of mastered the fundamentals we always talk about like with kids growing up they think you got to be so flashy you can be a great basketball player by just mastering the fundamentals and tony parker is the perfect and prime example of that because he mastered the fundamentals and basically became a, a top 10 guard of all time point guard of all time in my eyes tony parker or damian lillard tony parker tony parker or kyrie irving Kyrie. So Kyrie, TP, Dame. Yeah. Okay. Now it depends on what we just talking about. Like we just if we talking about like we talk about like talent, skill set, then we talk okay. about if, resume. If, like, if, if, if you, just if you had to choose my my apologies. If if you had to choose my franchise one with? player to no. If you had to choose one player who you feel should be on the top seventy five list, who would oh. you choose? Tony Parker, Kyrie Irving, or Damian Lillard? Tony Parker, without a doubt. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. Tony Parker. Easy. 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 I don't even like, like we, we had a conversation um, our last part. We were talking about like, Dame is not the guy to really like to, to hone on in or like he made the top 75. It's, it's way other guys to really hone in like, yo, they shouldn't have made it or whatever. But like for this sake of this argument, without a question, there's no way that, that Dame Miller should have been over Tony Parker. No way. But it's also like a lot of guys shouldn't have been over Tony Parker. And it's crazy, though. I mean, the, the Kyrie, I get. The Dwight Howard, I get. Um, a T-Mac, even, I get. And I, the only reason why I say I get and I understand is because whatever the opposite is of a media darling, those gentlemen probably fit that bill, yeah. right, in, in terms of not getting the attention that they want, especially Kyrie now. We're seeing it, unfortunately, just like everyone got negative opinions and, and things to say about him, but may quickly forget what, you know, he, he's he's done and capable of. Um, so Kyrie, T-Mac, and Dwight. Um, but I was surprised guys like Tony Parker 
um, guys like Clay may not have been it because everyone loves everyone loves those dynasties, or at least those types of NBA media people. They love those dynasties, right? And it's not just because of them winning. I think it's because of the way they won, right? The Spurs and the Warriors, maybe you know pre Kevin Durant era with 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 some people, but just like oh, you know, you can't hate Steph, can't hate you can't hate Clay, you can't hate Manu, you can't hate Tim Duncan. When people, you people, damn sure I can't hate Tony Parker. Well, Tony so, Parker, Tony Parker out of that that trio was the most like hated in a way. Like it was like it's some stuff that happened with Tony Parker over the course of his career where people, you know, Tony Parker kind of rubbed a lot of people in the Spurs organization the wrong way, a lot of people, you know, in the NBA the wrong way as well. But he was still like because he played with the San Antonio Spurs, he was still like right. That's what, yeah stuff like yeah. That. Hate, I wouldn't say hated. I no, mean, no. he might have been disliked. Like yeah, you disliked. said, rub people the wrong way. But there yeah. are guys that are, are hated yeah. in this league. There are guys yeah. who are straight up like people refuse to support in any type of way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give TP that much credit, if you will, yeah. um, oh. in terms of just being disliked. Um, but yeah, who, I mean, who, you know. But, but, but answer the question. Tony Parker, Dame, or Kyrie, top 75, he had to, he had to pick. For top 75? Because we know they all should be in there, but we're just talking about for specifically for this this point. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. For top 75, I'll go Tony Parker, Damian Lillard, for Kyrie Irving. For players that I would take, I just start my franchise with. Sheesh. It, and my answer is, would be different. I would say... That's a different question. I didn't ask you that because I don't know if I'm taking... <laughs> right, right. I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, I would take Kyrie... Dame and Tony Parker. Ironically enough, it's, what, is that the exact opposite? Yeah. Yeah, is that the exact opposite? Just because, I mean, like... Uh, why are you taking... Hmm, that's interesting. Why am I taking what? You say you're taking Dame to start your franchise with? No, Kyrie, Dame, and, and Tony Parker. Okay, okay. I mean, it, this, I can't say that there's no wrong answer here. Yeah. But, like, we've seen what Kyrie can do when he wants to do it like we have seen Kyrie Irving really turn into a madman on the basketball court that's true but and smile <laughs> we have seen Kyrie just calmly oh here's this 40 piece yeah and I hope you all have a great day <laughs> yeah like but that I will but I will say like if I had to pick start a franchise with even though I would pick Tony Parker over Dame on the top 75 list, I would have to pick Damian Lillard to start my franchise with because I've seen Dame be the number one guy for multiple yeah. seasons on the franchise. Like, he ain't won nothing, but that ain't really his fault. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't really uh, his fault. Well, I mean, well, yeah. To, to completely, certain, completely. To, Love to, you, Dame. Love, I mean, to, yeah. to a certain degree, but it's just kind of like we've seen him do it with, like, in any type of situation, with any type of Portland team. Like, he's, other than this year, really. He's always yeah, got I mean, his teams to the playoffs, you know. Yeah, he and he'll go to war. I mean, that's one thing I, I will say about Dame. Everyone obviously always talked about, you know, loyalty and whether he should leave. But one thing you know about Dame and guys like, like Russ, they gonna hoop, right? They they gonna play. Like we can sit here and say, like we can judge them off their decisions off the court where they played poorly, where they should have beaten a certain team. But he, they, they gonna show up, right? Ooh. I think that's the one thing you don't gotta worry about. They gonna be there. They gonna be there definitely. Um, Switch gears a second. I got to, uh, I got into it. <laughs> this is why I said, this is why I say I, I don't, I don't like talking basketball unless I'm talking on a podcast or it's for my, my personal brand, AKS NBA. Like I got heated yesterday. The conversation I had was the New York Knicks decided to shut down Kimba Walker for the rest yes, of the sir. season. And I was just getting ready to talk to you about that. So I don't, and I don't know if that's just like more so like agreement. Cause some maybe like Kimba Walker's like, yo, like, I did what I could do. Let me save my body. Let me get right for next season, find another team or something like that. Or if it's just New York Knicks, just being a New York Knicks like they did earlier in the season. It could be both. It could be a, like a, a mutual thing. Who knows? But somebody threw in the chat, was like, thank God, Kimba Walker's washed. I said, and I said, people throw that word around too quickly. Because people are love to tend to like, yo, when a player's coming off an injury and he doesn't return to form very quickly, He's Warsh. But Warsh to me, my definition of Warsh is just like, you're not playable in any situation. Meaning like you're a ninth to tenth man in every situation that you'll go to. 
even if you're a former all-star and stuff like that, and you come off injuries and stuff like that, but now for the rest of your career, like you're a certified role player. Like then I can understand people say like, all right, this player is, is washed. But they said the same thing about Carmelo Anthony. They said, and he came and he was a, a big time contributor and starter with the, and he was starting with the Portland Trail Blazers. They even came off the bench and stuff like that. They said the same thing about Derrick Rose as well. When Derrick Rose was out the league with the Cleveland Cavaliers stint, and people was like, yo, he's washed, he's retired, this and that. And he goes to Minnesota, he drops 50 in the game, then he goes to sign a contract with Detroit Pistons, then he goes to be the best player with the New York Knicks in last year's playoffs. A guy that they were saying was washed. So it's just like people are quick to throw out that word washed, and then that's the first part. I want you to respond about the Kimba Walker. Do you believe that Kimba Walker is washed? Do you believe that like he could ever be a six man or starter in this league? Because that's what I was told you. I said he was. I was told he would never be. He's washed, and he would never be a starter or a six man in this league again. That's what I was told. Do I think that Kimba Walker is washed? You know my answer to that question. Hell no. You know it's so funny how how we throw around that word washed. You think a certain player has has already reached their potential and their pass is behind them, right? So my question is, who else? Is, is better than him, right? Who, 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 who do we feel is like, okay, you know what? His prime has passed because someone else is better or has taken his spot. Do the, the Knicks, Knicks have, <laughs> do the Knicks have like five all-stars that I don't know about? Are they like the second best team in the Eastern Conference? Do they have like, you know, some Hall of Famers rolling around the ground that I'm not aware of? And, and, it's, and, it, and it reaches the point, one, I'm happy for Kimba. This is the, the irony. I'm not even mad at the Knicks. I'm actually want to thank the Knicks, right? I wanted it to work out. You feel me? I wanted him to be able to go crazy in the garden, you know. He had his moments. But, right. But at the same time, it's like, okay, maybe a different organization might be what's best. Maybe it's time to, to let go. But it, it, it's amazing to hear fans say, like, finally, or I'm happy, good riddance. Are, are y'all used to winning, like, chips or something like am I watching like is there a been, different league is, is been, there? been losing for years <laughs> like been losing for years got the audacity to say oh yeah he was a problem we, we ain't we, we, we ain't winning championships since I've been alive but the dude who's been on our team for a couple of months you know what he's the one messing up our chemistry alright I that's what it was like come like what exactly are we doing and I, I like and I said this too when Kimba or any player isn't playing well you take him out and you start winning games, I, I'm exactly. not about to, I can't say shit. Can't say I really nothing. can't. Yeah. I'll get on board with that because you winning at the end of the day. You, you winning. Yep. But don't take him out. Keep losing. Yeah. Try and think of some other trades. Fire a coach and then think, oh, it was Kimba's fault. No, your team is just cans. Is that a possibility? Maybe your team is just cans. And that's not for Knicks, well, that's for any and everyone that might feel that way about a certain superstar. Right? I, I, I understand the frustration. I am a Lakers fan right now. I understand the frustration. Yeah. But, but also look at the bigger picture. If other things aren't working out, maybe, just maybe, you might want to start addressing those before we start pointing to the one dude and say, you know what, man? Woo! I'm so glad he's gone. Now we can lose by 30 now. Like, what, like what exactly do we think is about to happen? Now, if they go on a 10-game winning streak, Hey man, I apologize. I really will. But I but promise you, you, I will. But you can't even you can't even that based thing off of that because like that can, a team can just get hot at that you know right time and then like hit the switch or whatever. That's not really going to do nothing because we got we got we got a lot of games of a lot of evidence. Like it's right here. Stat Muse sixteen and twenty one with Kimmel Walker forty three win percentage nine and thirteen without Kimmel Walker forty percent win percentage. There we go, right there. So it's just like you been you was losing with him and had a better winning percentage when he was on the court, and then when he's off the court, you're still losing, but still got a worse winning percentage. So it's just kind of like, what are we doing here? So to act like, yo, Kimba, yes, has Kimba played up to like his standards? No, has Kimba played up to like my standards or the world standards? Probably not. Is he coming off an injury? That sometimes it takes like people forget like that's why I always talk about like I hate doing this, but like that's what I always talk about like situations and also like playing playing a sport and knowing like yo been in a situation where you know like yo you've had an injury before and it takes time to really recover most guys it takes at least two years to really get back to their full self off a injury a serious injury you know what i'm saying so it's just kind of like 
you got to really like pump the brakes when we talk about like calling players wash and saying like that, things like that, because it's just like sometimes it's a bad situation. Sometimes this guy's just recovery. Like now, if this is like next year and the same situation is happening and the following, like then you can start being like, all right, well, something's up. Like it's probably it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like to say it, his first bad season, his first bad season, like as an NBA professional, that he's washed it's just like that's so, crazy that's crazy it's crazy to me it's 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 crazy to me it's really it's really crazy. And, and and even like and i hate to say it but I'm, I'm just you know gonna be real i understand you know obviously we do our best to protect players and not slander them or anything like that but at the same time i understand what it's like to be a fan and see your team struggling like you might see a a, a player that's um harmful to the overall success of the team whatever but even in saying that Right, you don't think a certain player should be on your team. That's what hard, other man. options do you think are out there? <laughs> may, may, again, is, is there someone <laughs> in the damn G League that y'all feel is about to cook more than Kimba? Now, yeah. again, like I said, if there is, cool, cool. And he got a forty, he got but a forty-four like you, you, point performance this year. Like, what guard is coming like, out there on. doing that? Like, regardless like, of come the fact, on. like, like you quickly. I like Emmanuel quickly. Is he the answer? Like, do you believe he's the answer? Like. Is he a better? Is he right now better than Kimba Walker? I don't, I don't know. I can't really say that. You ask a lot of Knicks fans; they're probably going to tell you absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're probably going to tell you. They're probably going to yes, tell you a lot. They're probably going to tell yeah. you absolutely. Yeah. They're going to say they also, like you they know, also go, they go, they go say that. They're going to say top and better than Julius Randle too right now as well. They're going to say that as well. Like <laughs> I'm telling, they going to say that as well. Like yo, I like top. Like yo, he's cool, but like let's pump the brakes, bro. It's it's. It's crazy. It's it's really crazy. And then a, a, legit, a legitimate argument can be made that, like, damn, their most talented player is not even playing. So that's an internal issue. Like, Cam Reddish don't even see the court. He's more talented than anybody on that roster. I'm sorry. I'm here to say it. Like, he's more talented than any player on that roster, and he won't even see the court right now. So it's just like the fact that they just kind of like, yo, putting all this, like, onus on, like, Kimball Walker being bad and Kimball Walker being washed. And thank God Kimball Walker City is just like poverty franchise. Like, Poverty franchise. It's, it's simple. As it, all, it always relates back to being a poverty franchise. This guy, right with here, the Knicks, it does. <laughs> with the Knicks, it does. Like you know, it's so of, crazy though. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's another one I want to ask you. I'll, I'll let you go ahead. You finish your comment first, and I want to ask you. Okay, I'll, I'll so I got say, two things. It's just so. Okay, it's about the Knicks. No, it's 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 about okay, another player fine. that I'm hearing that I was furious okay. about saying it was Warsh. So it's <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, it's cool, crazy. cool, 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 cool. Because my last thing is about the Knicks, and it just amazed me how a team that is so loved by its city, right? That has the greatest market in the world, <laughs> the greatest <laughs> arena in the world and still struggle with getting crazy free agents or finding a legitimate home for some of the game's best players. That is crazy. Like this should be the area that gets you know, talked about where everyone should want to go. Everyone should want to be a New York Knick. Everyone should. You're in New York. You're going to be loved. Your your overall marketing potential is going to increase. But who knows? But who who, who are you getting ready to say? Another one. This is this is another. This is, that's what I said. People people be sipping that 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 sea sauce, that casual sauce. Cause it's just like people look at players and be like, "Yo, they in that, they in a situation like, oh, okay, it's just like, yo, it's not working out. He's washed. He's not playing up to what he used to play." Russell Westbrook, I, I heard he was washed too. I heard Russell Westbrook was washed because like he's in a new situation. And that's what I said. People love to talk about what a player is not doing because what they have seen before in the past. But it's just like they don't never talk about the situation around them. Russell Westbrook is in a situation for the first time in his career where he's the third option. The first time in his career, he's a third option. That is something different when you've always been a superstar. You could put Russ on half these teams right now and just let him cook like he did last year with the Washington Wizards. He probably averaged a triple-double and probably fighting to go to the All-Star game. You know what I'm saying? Like, So the Silver say he's washed because he's in a new situation that's not really working. And he's also in a, in a team situation that really hasn't like done anything that really like put him in a successful spot. It's just like had had they just Lakers acquired talent. And they said, "All right, figure it out." You know, they haven't really done anything to really like, like help Russ or really help LeBron or even help AD because they have no really offensive formula, offensive like identity. So it's just kind of like the sub is like, "We gonna put at Russ and say you're washed though." 
because you're not the same player or you're not you're averaging this point amount of points and stuff like that. That's cr- that's crazy to me, especially when we just saw him last year help lead a, a team to the playoffs with Bradley Beal, a team that hasn't gone to the playoffs for years until Russell Westbrook came. It's just like it's insane. It's I won't say that Russell Westbrook is washed. I would just say that he's still probably adjusting. You know, like I, I like it's not easy to play with LeBron. It's it's not, and especially if you're a top tier guy like Russ, like that takes an adjustment. That takes a different type of 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 play. Um, especially especially when the play styles don't match up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and I'm not saying that they can't work it out. I'm not sitting here saying that Russ has to be this guy who takes five shots a game. But like to go from an MVP type of player to go from a guy where a lot was expected from you in Washington as well as Houston and damn sure in Oklahoma City to now being a third option, obviously, you know, with, with AD being healthy, to now to go to a team that's already won a championship. That's another thing too, right? Like Russ has never won a championship and the teams he's been on before haven't won once. But to be inserted into a culture where like, yo, we got a bunch of championships. You see the banners. You know what I'm saying? We fresh off winning one less than, what, two years ago. We want you to come in and, quote, unquote, do your job. Maybe not be the same, Russ, but, you know, do your job. And that, I think, takes an adjustment from any player, right, from any human. You're going to be thrown into a different environment, and maybe it just takes longer than what a lot of Laker fans um, wanted to hear. I think people just, you know what I'm saying, they, they expected the talent to just accumulate and everything was just going to work. Now, again, y'all know I am a Laker fan, so I am just as irritated as y'all. But I'm also not going to sit here and act like there's 30 other point guards that I would rather have on my team. I'm not going to sit here and act like just because we've had a couple of months of him playing poorly means like, all right, you know, let's let's bring in some rando and have him run the show. Let's let's calm down a little bit. But I will say, though, that there's there's also two has to be a timeline or a deadline. Um, and I don't just mean the trade deadline, but a deadline where it's like we say as fans, as podcast hosts, all right, if they out. don't get it done, yeah, well, yeah, if, if it doesn't, if they don't get it done by this point, or if they haven't won a certain amount of games by here, then we can say, all right. And to some people, that time is here. To some people, that time has already passed. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either, but saying the player is wash. That's where we had to draw the line. Okay. Because, he, okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about. It's it's not that to like say like, yo, things not working out, it's the bad fit. It's already we everybody knows it's an awkward fit. Everybody knows the the Lakers are acquire Russ for talent because they saw what the Brooklyn Nets had. They had three headed monster and the Lakers LeBron was like, yo, let's get another three headed monster. We need talent. So it's just like that. But it's just kind of like say a player is Wars, where I, I like I said, I just I put to last year where he just helped the Washington Wizards go to the playoffs. <laughs> For the first time in years. So it's just kind of like, I just, I, I can't get on board with that. So I, I think what it is with, with Wash, especially with you and I and our generation, is that we're, nostalgia is starting to kick in with a lot of people. There you go. Right? And we are so used to seeing our favorite players be great and playing at the top of their game that anything less of that is shocking. Right? A lot of Russ fans are used to him being the triple-double king and being the MVP. But it's like, that's not him anymore, and that is okay. And it's, you can make the same case with LeBron, right? For people that feel the way that LeBron is washed in terms of he's it's, not 2012 LeBron, but that doesn't yeah. mean that he's a bum. That doesn't mean that he's washed. That just means he's not who he used to be. People, Everyone in the world is washed, if you want to make that case. Every if year you're you not get older. who you were, exactly. <laughs> and no that sense. is okay. That does not mean you're a scrub. That does not mean you're not talented. That just means you're not who you were years ago. But I'm going to tell you this. Who Russell Westbrook is now, who LeBron James is now, is a lot better than how current people are in today's world. So if you want to sit here and say, oh, those guys aren't who they used to be. And they're like athleticism-wise and maybe slight talent decline, but it ain't like they should be demoted to... That's what I'm you know people, what I'm saying? Just, Being a ninth people, man. Like, what? People, people love to throw that word around, and Russell Westbrook could go to New York Knicks right now and be the best player on their team. But he, but he's washed somehow. <laughs> How can one player go to, go somewhere? You got Julius Randle. Julius Randle ain't washed. Like, you got a player right now that you've talked about washed that can go be the best player on the New York Knicks. Go be the best player on Orlando Magic. Go be the best player on the Washington Wizards. Go be the best player on the Sacramento Kings. Go be the best player on 
a lot of these teams that I just mentioned this, but somehow he's watching. This is the last one uh, before we get out of here. This is the last one I heard that really, it's crazy. It went from like, my, my boil level went from like, The same conversation I was told that Kobe Bean Bryant in his last season in NBA was washed and also that he wasn't a top 75 player. It was 75 guys in the NBA better than Kobe Bryant in his last regular season. This is Kobe Bryant in a farewell tour where he still had to be the guy, the main go-to guy because the Lakers had nobody. <laughs> and it was just like, I just well, thought that was right. disrespectful in a way. Right. Well, yeah, that was what I was going to say. One, that's disrespectful. And two, I'm not going to get into an uh, uh, argument or debate about that for obvious reasons. But I will say, though, that um, that last season, that last game was one of the most special moments that, you know, you hear like, crazy. I'm all for debate, y'all, just because, you know, the title of the show and stuff. But if there is ever a game um, in like the modern era where it's like, okay, this is the one moment the one game where it's like yo let's just literally appreciate what's happening i think it was that you give out 60 in the final in your last game i don't care how many shots it took you gave out 60 in your last game and you did it on the same day that another team was making history another team was on the verge of winning 73 games and that was the secondary thing that people were paying attention to what it takes, what's required to be that special and the gravity of that moment. And one of my favorite parts about that game, outside of the 60 and it being his last, was the fact that it kind of kicked the Jazz out of playoff contention, right? Like, and that was really kind of, in a way, like what Kobe was about. Like, yo, every game matters, right? The team itself could have fold. Like, everyone could have just chilled and whatever, but it's like, Go hard 24-7. Like, the mob mentality is a real thing. So I'm not, whether people feel about him not being a 75 player that season, cool, sure, agree, disagree. I don't really care about that. Um, but I, I will say, though, like, of all things to feel about that last season, I can say for me personally, just that last game, especially today's 224, ironically enough, but just saying that last game, 60 points, I remember where I was at. I remember watching game and thinking like, yo, this crazy. I can't say that word, but this dude is really the GOAT for reasons that's just deeper mm-hmm. and bigger than basketball. You can see the willpower and um, also it carry on with the teammates and the yeah. opponents and everyone that was in that arena. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm going to say this because this is like, like you said, it's nostalgia. People get so caught up in saying like, yo, a guy got hurt. And before Kobe got hurt, he was a top five to top 10 player in the league still at his age before he got hurt, coming off two years of injuries and stuff like that. And people were accustomed to seeing Kobe Bryant like it was a diminished version of himself from a talent perspective. But like you said, any time that like a player can still go out and get you 60, I don't give a damn like how many players in the league you felt it was better than during that time. It wasn't 75. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's not a lot of guys can go out and get you 60 points. And it's just kind of like people, even with the green light. I don't care what people say because people talk about like, yo, you get a green light. I could do this. It's a lot of people that got a green light that can't do that. Because and the reason why they can't do that, because like pressure like especially when the game is close it's not like playing in la fitness and stuff like that it's like yo when you got fans when you got you know the game is close like it's a lot of things that happens when you're in 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 that environment like you're dealing with physically and also mentally so it's just like that whole situation when you talk about kobe bryant and i always talk about like situations it's just like people love to not talk about situations kobe bryant at his age, coming off a serious injuries, was still asked to be the show, was still asked to be the man, was still asked to be the best guy on a team. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, and it was, and people was like, well, he didn't have to do that. He could have changed his role. Who the hell would he going to change his role for on that team? Why would he do that? Was it like he had LeBron? Was it like he had a-, a Change a, his role. Eh, was it like he had an all-star caliber player uh, playing alongside him? Who the hell he was going to tra- change his role for? Nick Young? Like, <laughs> like what, what, why, why, why would he- yeah. Like, why would he do that? So that's what I'm saying. People's, people's arguments never really make sense. And that's what I'm saying. To say that he wasn't a top 75 player um, in the league once he retired, when Corey Brewer was still in that league, it's just like, what, what, are, we, what are we saying here? What are we really doing? That's what I'm saying. People get so, like he said this, 
<laughs> like you said this it's a nostalgia and what happens is when guys aren't the same because people start getting older they start reminiscing and when guys aren't the same as they used to be people tend to like oh like he's washed he's this and that oh he's just different now you know so not everybody's gonna be the same that you know he's not gonna you can't expect LeBron to be the same LeBron as he was in the past same with Kobe Bryant especially when you start having injuries and stuff but to say a guy that that was Warsh and wasn't a top 75 player to me, it's just like that's that's that sea sauce, that 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 casual sauce that people be sipping because it it really don't it really don't make no sense. You're right. I mean, people, you know, I don't know. I I won't I won't say too much on uh on that one, but um, you got a a cap or no cap? I feel like uh I haven't given you a cap or no cap in a while. I gave you one last week. Yeah, well, last pod. So I got actually, you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You got you. Um. All right, so cap or no cap, we got we got um part two of the NBA season coming up. Um and just talking about overall expectations for them. So James Harden making his debut, baby. <laughs> ooh, don't <laughs> get that crazy. Cap or no cap, James Harden will bring the Philadelphia 76ers to the Eastern Conference Finals. Wow. Man. Should have been a Joel and B because Joel B is, is that that engine on nope. the team. <laughs> James Harden. I would say uh, I would love I would love a Philly in a Philly in that Eastern Conference Finals. I would say Cap. No, I don't think the Philadelphia Sixers are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and it's crazy because like James Harden. One of the reasons why James Harden he was leaving anyway. James Harden was leaving the Brooklyn Nets anyway. I had multiple podcasts where we were talking about. It. I was kind of like. You know, telling stuff that I was hearing, like without fully saying it, he was leaving anyway. But it's just crazy that like Kyrie about to be able to play home games now, <laughs> and it's just like they got. It's crazy. Like it was anytime you lose the worst player in the deal, most of the times you don't end up getting better. But like they got all the missing pieces that people were talking about that they needed. They didn't have a, a really like true big man. They got Andre Drummond. They was lacking a little shooter because Joe Harris is out. They got Seth Curry. They needed a guy they could defend on a perimeter. Kevin Durant cannot be your best perimeter defender. They got Ben Simmons. So it's just like, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be here. And I think that like, I know we talk about, you know, capital cap. That's a cap for me, but I'm just saying like. How much, how much, how much? It's just kind of like, yo, I think the Brooklyn Nets are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think the Philadelphia Sixers are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think it's probably going to be either Milwaukee, Miami, or the Bulls, I think they all have damn, a better. Damn. I think, think they all have a better chance than the, the Philadelphia Sixers, which is crazy to think about. The East is loaded, bro. Stacked. We're here. The East is loaded, bro. We're here this year. I was even ready to say like they can mess around, and not even get a um, home court advantage. Yeah, you can mess around. And then that wouldn't not, even be like with the teams you just named. It wouldn't be like oh they underachieve. I mean, all four of those teams are you mess around, yeah. get knocked out in the first round, and don't let yeah. the Hawks and don't let the Hawks be a playing team. It gets scary. Don't let the don't let the don't let the Bulls play the Hawks in the first round. It gets scary because you got a team that's already did it and a team that ain't never done it before, like other than Demar. Like it can get it can get real scary. This 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 next hat this next like, you know twenty the twenty five games of the season is gonna be very very important for certain teams because it's just kind of like in matchups because matchups is gonna be key because I feel like, you know, the defending champs could possibly lose in the first round depending on who they play. I won't, I won't get that. Crazy. It, it depends on who they play. Depend on it. It does not matter. It does not matter. It doesn't. Okay, it, so outside the teams just named, right? Who 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 we got the, around? The Brooklyn Nets are the eighth seed right now. This. I'm okay. I'm saying if they end up being healthy, outside outside of Brooklyn, all right? If Ben Simmons plays and Kevin Durant plays and, and Kyrie Irving play, do you th- one? They're not going to remain an eighth seed for too much longer. They're not about to. I don't see the Nets being a playing team. I know as of right now. People said the same thing about the Lakers last year. They ended up in a playing situation. You don't know. We don't know when Kevin Durant yeah. coming back. We don't know when Ben Simmons is going to be available. We don't know what, when Kyrie's going to have this, this mandate is going to go from, oh, Kyrie can play full time. It's, it's expected in a month, but we don't know. In a month? That's, that's, okay, but, that's 12 okay. games. That's 12 but games. Even if that's the case, I would still pick the Bucks Because I don't care like who's on your team. If you're an 8 seed, you're an 8 seed for a reason. And the reason why I say that is because if Kevin Durant, no, for real, because 
if Kevin Durant or Kyrie and Brinson, let's say just for example, they all come back and play for that, they sit out for the rest of the season, whether it be injury, vaccine, shit, whatever, and they come back for that first game all together, it, there's still no chemistry. And if there's anything that we have learned from the Brooklyn Nets themselves, it's the importance of chemistry. And so I don't think they're just going to, especially when you're talking about a team that who, if we're saying Brooklyn is an eight seed and Milwaukee would be the one seed, we're talking about a one seed. We're talking about a team that just won the championship. That's we're talking true. about a team that has chemistry. You're talking about a team that's healthy. You're talking about a team that's hungry. Like there's nothing that would make me feel comfortable. But the the Bucks may not even get the, okay. That's fine. But the Milwaukee Bucks may not even get the one seed. Like they're at the third or fourth seed right now. So what if they play like the well, the third seed? I was saying the in the example, if you okay, what if they play like the Miami Heat and the, and they're the third seed and they play the Miami Heat? That's a six seed. Miami it's, Heat aren't about to face at a six seed. I'm no, I'm just saying. Whatever, whatever. I'm just saying. What if what I, if right, seeding right, what if what if seeding it does not what if seeding does not like fall in a favor or matchup to the Milwaukee Bucks? I can't say. Anybody in the East, I think the Milwaukee Bucks should be the favorites to make it to the NBA Finals coming out to the East. I believe that. I really do. But I'm saying, okay. it ain't no cakewalk. And it depends right. on, it's going to depend on matchups this year. In the right, right, absolutely. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, so we got Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, Brooklyn, Chicago. Those are the five teams that I feel like, okay, might cause some matchup problems. I am talking about the teams after that. Okay. I am talking about the Atlantas, the Charlotte. The Washington, the 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 Indiana, the literally everyone else in the Eastern Conference, like whoever Milwaukee or one of those top two, three seeds, uh, ten, Boston even. Well, actually, Boston playing. Boston been cooking. Here we go to Boston, Boston right here. Been, yeah. This is Boston, this is this, yeah. this, this, this the order. Boston being inactive. Boston this, being inactive. Yeah, exactly. This is the order. That's what I'm saying. Like Miami's number one right now. Chicago's number two. Philly's number three. Cleveland Cavaliers number four. Milwaukee's top for four. Cleveland. Well. Yes, yeah. I, apo- no, so, I apologize. Cleveland Cavaliers. Fans. I apologize. So, so four, four or five right now is Cleveland and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's at the fifth right now. The Celtics are number six. The Toronto Raptors are number seven. The Brooklyn Nets are number eight right now. So that's what I'm saying. Other than the Toronto Raptors, I feel like in, uh, no disrespect to Cleveland Cavaliers, other than the Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers, the Cleveland Cavaliers got a, a lot of things got to get right for them to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They got carries of her. What position are the Raptors and the Celtics in? The Celtics are the sixth, the Raptors are the seventh. But to me, personally, other than the Toronto Raptors and the Cleveland Cavaliers, anybody can lose in the first round to me. That's, that's yeah. how I'm, that's, I'm here with it. Anybody. Yeah. Including the, the champs. Because like this East right now, it's kind of how the West used to be back in the day when Kobe Bryant had to go against, was going up against everybody. It was 50 teams, won 50 games, <laughs> and still won the NBA Finals. <laughs> like, everybody play on, everybody good. Like, that's how it's going to be in the East. All right. Yeah, so, I, don't, don't let the Nets or the Sixers lose in the first round. Matter of fact, don't let both teams lose in the first round. That would be it, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Gets, it gets it gets it gets it gets nasty. Uh, it, it gets nasty. It gets nasty. It, look, it mean, gets oh, nasty. It, it, it get, if both teams it, it, lose in the na- first it, round it, and it the gets, Bucks win the championship. It gets nasty if the Bucks lose in the first round. It gets nasty. <laughs> really? Yeah, it does. Not as nasty as you might. <laughs> yeah, it does. Because it goes, it's gonna, it does. It gets nasty because it's gonna be people like me that's gonna be like, <laughs> like to talk me. about like <laughs> it's gonna talk about yo, you know, maybe, maybe. Maybe that COVID, you know, that COVID playoffs was 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 a fluke. You know what I'm saying? Not, not me. Nah, I'm just saying, but people gonna really nah, people, people gonna really talk about like, yo, the Bucks have beat a healthy team the whole way to the finals. That's why they won. You gonna be one of those people that say like, yo, your man's was supposed to be like that. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I thought he was him. Yeah, no, I, thought, I thought he was that it's guy. Gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be a lot of conversations. Nobody, the Bucks. Let me tell you, the Bucks, the Bucks. <laughs> the, the Nets and the Philadelphia Sixers. Nobody is safe on those teams. They one, one of those three teams better go to the finals because ain't nobody safe. Especially Milwaukee is like the tail end, like because they they won a championship, of course. But like Philly and the, the Nets, they better at least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because it's gonna be a lot of like it's gonna be a lot of noise if they don't. Especially the Nets. Especially three for years. me. <laughs> Especially for me. Hey guys, remember when you guys told me that so and so was really like that? Why the <laughs> hell did he lose in the first round of five games? <laughs> Why in the hell? 
Yeah. Is he not playing in June? Slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down, Lakers, Laker boy. <laughs> y'all think man, yeah, y'all think man, even make the make the damn playoffs. So, so slow, man, we slow, we might be fine for a tempsy, bro. Slow, slow he down. might be fine for a, a damn tempsy, but who knows? But but yeah, yeah, enjoy um, enjoy the second half of the season. Hope your team gets all the dubs that you know you your your, your heart desires. Um, make sure y'all. Y'all go smash the five star rating button on uh, everywhere you get your podcast. All right, follow, like, subscribe, do what you gotta do. Um, it's much appreciated. And uh just like that, y'all, we gone. Peace. <laughs>